0: Welcome to the Sports Marketing Machine Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Neiser. In the last episode, we talked about the preview text and ways to connect it with your subject line when you're emailing your fans. You see, that's valuable real estate in the email box of your fans, and when using the subject line and the preview text together, you increase your chances of earning that click that opens the email, which could potentially lead to someone buying something. Today, we're going to talk about six marketing opportunities or adjustments that you can make when you're emails, and they increase ticket sales. Over the last five episodes, we've discussed several topics related to your emails that you send to your fans, and when combined, they lead to higher open rates, more clicks, and more sales. But before I get into the list of email optimization opportunities, I've been there. I spent 21 years working in sports, showed up to the ballpark, showed up to the office every single day, had a long list of things I needed to get done to prepare for for that night's game or the games coming up or even to make sales calls, whatever it was, I've been there. I want you to start putting yourself in the shoes of the ticket buyer or the season ticket holder. How can you provide relevant content that resonates with them where they are in the buying process? If you're going to email your season ticket holder, if I was a season ticket holder, you're putting yourself in their shoes, what would be something that you would send them? Same thing with a single game buyer. What I'm telling you is you got to be intentional about sending your emails rather than checking them off the list and that long list of things to do that you have every single day when you show up to the office. You got to be intentional. All right, first tip we're going to talk about today is the timing of when you send emails. Oftentimes, we as marketers, we send emails when it's convenient for us You get into the office, you've got that game that night or in a couple days, you prep the email and you just hit send. That email could go out at 9.30 in the morning or really whenever it's convenient for you. Start sending emails that are convenient to your fans rather than what's convenient to you. There have been numerous studies that show the most popular times to send emails are 6 a.m., 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 8 p.m. Just think about it. When you get up in the morning, if it's 6 or 7, whatever time you get up, what's the first thing you do? In most cases, people reach for their phone and open their email. So think about that. 6 a.m., 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 8 p.m. Those are the times that you should be sending your emails, and those will actually increase your open rates. And then the days of the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, those are the days of the week you should be sending your emails. So 6 a.m., 10 a.m., 2 p.m., 8 p.m. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of when you send emails and that will increase your open rates because those are the times people are actually looking at the email. Tip number two, and this is one that sometimes I, I ran into a lot early in my career as I put together emails out to fans. I put a lot of text into my emails, so really wanted to make your email skimmable So what that means is try to avoid dense paragraphs of text. Keep sentences brief and cut down paragraphs to about a sentence or two, three at the most. You got to keep it brief and then your sentences should be about 25 words or so and at most three sentences. These are best practices for web writing. And the other piece of this is you got to get to the point. Every word or sentence in your email should serve a clear purpose. If it doesn't, just remove it. Got to get to the point. Emails should be quick and punchy. Tip number three, make sure your email copy matches what's on your landing page. What is in your email should have the same language and some information to get folks excited about the context of what's going to be on the landing page. So if you're talking about group sales or you're talking about a fireworks or you're talking about a giveaway or you're talking about a promotion, when they click that link, it should go on over to a page that has more context about that promotion, the fireworks, the giveaway, whatever it is. In most cases, teams sometimes uh, stub their toe on this, and I did early in my career, where sometimes that congruency didn't match. So strive to maintain a consistent experience from your email to the landing page and the copy that's on both. All right, tip number four, keep your different links inside of your email to a minimum, but have multiple calls to action. Oftentimes, we receive in our own personal emails about 10 to 15 links to a bunch of different items or products. You got to try to limit these because what happens is fans, we get confused and we only click on the top thing that interests us, right? But if you're sending in an email and you want people to look at a few games and buy a couple tickets to some games coming up, try to limit it to what it is in there. You don't want to put 10, 15 games in there. You only want to put maybe at most two or three. There are cases where you can have numerous links. That would be something like a merchandise sale, and that would warrant numerous links for sure. You've got hats and shirts and jerseys and whatever it may be, but you have that on there. But that would be one chance, one opportunity that you would use multiple links in an email, but you have to be able to keep the the links to a minimum but have multiple calls to action. So you've got your big button call to action, you've got links in there, calls to action. One other trick that you can use to add a few more calls to action in there but sneak them in in a different way is you use a PS at the bottom of the email. So you put your email signature, whatever it is, and at the bottom just put PS. That's a clever way to include some more links into the email. It's a great spot to include targeted links, such as looking to book a party for 20 or more people, or thinking about coming out to the next fireworks game, or here's a package, a four-game ticket package, something like that, where now you can see that this person is specifically interested in that one thing. So in this case, someone might be interested in booking a party for 20 or more people or they're interested in coming out and and, uh, watching a fireworks game or buying that fireworks ticket package. All right. Tip number five, social media. You create a massive amount of social media content from Instagram to Facebook to TikTok to Twitter to YouTube. You're creating a lot of relevant, great content and it's designed to keep fans engaged. Entertained and connected to the team, which ultimately would lead to buying tickets and coming out to games. In addition to just putting your social media links in your email, include some clips of exciting plays, highlights, or fun clips inside of it. And it's easy. Most cases, you can click links inside of your social media channel. In Instagram, you click it, they'll give you embed code. You could actually embed the video in there and uh, put it in the email and send it out. It gets people more and more excited about it, right? But the three purposes that this does, it drives more fans to your social media pages and they start watching content. This ultimately feeds the algorithm showing that the content is exciting and relevant, which is one key to getting more viewers to your social media page and that specific piece of content. So if you're on Instagram, you want to get more people to watch a specific video, it's a highlight or a clip or whatever it is, put it in your email and send it to your fans in your email list. That'll get more eyeballs on it and tell Instagram that, hey, this is really important, great content, and it will continue to show up more and more in front of other eyeballs, and it will just start to become a snowball effect for you. The second thing that happens when you embed and include videos inside of your emails from social media that you're emailing to your fans is that it gets more potential followers to your social media pages. Some fans may know that you have an Instagram but hadn't thought about wanting to follow you on Instagram or didn't realize you had a TikTok and that might be a great idea to be able to get people to follow your page. And the third piece, and this is a, a ninja tactic here. But when you get to the point that you want to start running paid advertisements on platforms like Meta, like Facebook or Instagram, you have the ability to target fans who watch percentages of videos. So if I'm a fan and I'm on your email list and you email me and I click on a link inside of an email that takes me to your Instagram page and I watch an entire video of some sort of highlight or a wonderful video of whatever it may be that you put on there talking about what's happening at your games you can actually come back and target me with an ad to be able to buy tickets. So I may not buy tickets the first time through an email that you send me but targeting me because I watched a video that's a great way for me to be able to buy a ticket because I'm starting to get more and more engaged with your content. To back this up Shopify one of the largest online e-commerce platforms on the planet they did a study and found that adding video can increase click-through rates by 300 percent so what this means is the more you get people to consume your content the better I'm not telling you something you don't already know but use your email list And use your social media and put them together and get people to consume content that way. And then you could always come back and we can talk more about running ads to them later. But that's a great way to be able to do it. So tip five was really meaty with the social media. Tip six. How often are you exporting your buyer list out of your ticketing software and importing it into your email software? So if you're using tickets.com and maybe you have MailChimp or Constant Contact, whatever it is that you're using, how often are you exporting your single game buyer list and putting it into your email software to email them? Once a week is ideal, but it all depends how often your games are. All right, three takeaways for today. Takeaway number one, don't overdo it with your emails. Keep them short, keep them punchy, and multiple calls to action for the offer. And you could use that PS below to add a few more relevant links to be able to get people to check things out. Tip number two, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are the best days to send out emails. And the best times are 6 a.m., 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 8 p.m. Be sure to schedule them at that time. Those are the most convenient times. and They're actually going to get you the higher open rates. And list and uh, tip number three, takeaway number three rather, keep your list updated, especially your single game buyer list by exporting out of your ticketing software and putting it into your email software, uh, software often. I would also encourage you to include those social media videos within your emails as it connects fans to the content that you're working so hard to create. All right, if you're not sure where to start or need some additional support, head on over to sportsmarketingmachine.com and schedule a call. I help sports teams of all sizes sell more tickets and grow their fan base. Until next time.